Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. We start this evening with Duke Energy. Big story saying, we're sorry we ruined your Christmas Eve by turning off your power. That's what they said today. Duke also said, we're sorry we didn't tell you in advance we were going to leave you freezing in the dark. I want to express how sorry we are for what our customers experienced. Well, it was historic. Duke has never had blackouts before, but for the first time, the company ran short of electricity on one of the coldest days we've seen in years. So today, Duke executives were called to Raleigh to answer questions from the State Utilities Commission. They had to explain why the company could not generate enough power during the cold snap. Several reasons, the commission was told. For one thing, Duke said their predictions on just how much power would be used that day, Christmas Eve, turned out to be dead wrong. We believed we had sufficient power to get us through the day on December 24th. But a few short hours later, demand rose faster than our models predicted. So Duke was quickly in trouble, according to Senior Vice President Julie Jansen. And things got worse. Several generators that were fired up did not work properly, putting the power company even deeper in the hole for providing electricity. So at that point, they scrambled, hoping to buy power from other companies. And as we have for decades during times of high peak demand and as industry practice, we look to purchase power from out-of-state entities. But in this case, the power that we purchased did not show up. Therefore, we were confronted with the hard truth that our energy demand would soon be eclipsed by our capacity. At that time, we made the only decision that we could. For the first time in our company's history, we began rolling service disruptions. Which means they simply cut off your power without warning. Half a million people with no electricity. Duke did tell the media that the rolling blackouts would only last a few minutes at a time, maybe two hours at the most. Turned out that was wrong too. They lasted for hours. We regret not being able to provide customers as much advance notice of the outages as we would have liked. And we acknowledge that the outages themselves lasted far longer than we expected. So Jansen and Duke Energy apologized yet again for not only putting so many customers in the dark, but also keeping them in the dark about what was going on. Again, we are deeply sorry that any of our customers' holiday was disrupted. We're going to continue to learn from this, and we'll use that knowledge to improve wherever we can. We own what happened. We have set out on a path to ensure that if we're faced with similar challenges, we will see a different outcome and provide a better customer experience. A different outcome next time? Maybe. Mitch Kokai is with us now. He's with the conservative John Locke Foundation. They've been analyzing the power situation. John, what I think we really learned today is Duke needs a lot more generating capacity. Solar cannot meet the demand. And if we have another coal snap, we could be in trouble again. Is that accurate? I think that is accurate. And I think it's also important to note that the policies 
that the Cooper administration is pursuing and that are spelled out to some extent in state law would make rolling blackouts and power outages much more common in the future. Because as you're moving toward things like wind and solar, you also need to ramp up the dispatchable sources coming from nuclear or natural gas that are available at all times. And you can't rely on wind and solar to meet the needs, not just when we have an unusual cold spell like the one that we had around Christmas time, but even in the future, uh, just the normal wear and tear of our uh, systems based on either very cold temperatures or the very hot temperatures of summer. These rolling blackouts are going to become much more common to the extent that we have to rely on energy that's not available at all times. And I think uh, this should be, to some extent, a wake-up call. Yeah, a wake-up call that the green energy is not going to work. I mean, uh, the issue of solar came up today. Duke said, well, yeah, once the sun came up, it helped some, but in the dark, it was no value at all when it was bitter cold. And yet, that's the push, and that's where they're putting all of their eggs in the solar basket. That seems foolish. Yeah, and you can't blame Duke Energy on this because this is what the politicians are telling them they have to do. Duke Energy basically wants to provide service for its customers in the best way possible and wants to be able to make a profit on it. I mean, they're a business. Basically, it's been politicians telling them that, no, you can't just go for the least cost, most reliable source of energy, which is what should happen, regardless of the source. If wind and solar were the best sources for least cost, reliable energy, then sure, go for them. But they are not. And basically, politicians are putting their thumb on the scale and saying that you have to have this this type of energy that we want, that we think is going to be best, rather than the the type of energy that's going to serve people best. Yeah, Lynn Good, CEO of Duke, was on uh, CNBC not long ago, and she basically said the green technology is not there to provide what we need. It it can't keep up with demand. Yeah, that's entirely true. Uh, So basically... Right now, we are on a a path for our North Carolina energy policy that's going to put us at much greater risk in the not-too-distant future for having power outages, including planned, mandated, rotating blackouts, just because politicians want to pursue this green energy agenda, not because this is the best way to provide least-cost reliable energy. If you want least-cost reliable energy, the answer's clear. You go with nuclear. You go with natural gas. Nuclear should be a source of energy that the environmentalists really like because it has no emissions. But instead of going with this no-emission alternative, they want to go with the no-emission alternatives that don't work well, wind and solar. That's kind of a frightening prospect, and uh, I thought uh, that came out at the hearing today. One of the questions was, hey, this sounds frightening. Uh, we could face this again in the future, but I don't see any more power plants uh, being built anytime soon, and it would take years to bring them online anyway. Yeah, that's certainly true. Now, one of the things that can be done on the nuclear front is to have these smaller uh, reactors and smaller units that aren't what we see in our mind's eye when we think of big nuclear plants, 
And those are the types of things that are a, a good addition to our energy sources that can be done in a much more cost-efficient way, in a much smaller way, and doesn't take up all of the land. But just the word nuclear itself drives some environmentalists batty, and they aren't willing to accept that there are ways to use nuclear that don't involve building a a, a new nuclear plant of the type that we're used to that would take years and years. People who are actually interested in cutting down emissions, you ought to be looking at nuclear as one way to approach this. And unfortunately, the people who are setting the agenda are not looking as closely as they should at nuclear and instead are going for wind and solar, even though wind and solar is going to make it much more likely in the future that we'll have these power outages recurring, including forced mandated outages when we're Mm -hmm. at the coldest part of winter and in the hottest part of summer. Well, that's not good news. Mitch, thank you so much. Mitch Kokai, the John Locke Foundation. So Duke Energy today apologizing for those rolling blackouts on Christmas Eve. They just could not supply enough power, said they miscalculated the demand, and says they'll learn from it. But it is clear more power plants are needed for peak times, and uh, under pressure from Governor Cooper, however, and even some Republicans, Duke is just building solar farms that the company says cannot meet the demand.